0: Hey, this is Jay I guess for the first time I'm doing a review of a musical so I'm still in New York I've been in New York all week there's so much to do out here it's so much to see so many things that are exclusive to here or if they are here they're done in a, in a bigger way when I came out here for sure I wanted to check out some shows I wanted to check out maybe like Little Shop of Horror which I love the movie and I would love to see the play and the play is out here. I would like to see Lion King again, which is actually playing on Broadway, which I would love to see again. And I wanted to see the new MJ the musical. I wanted to check out for sure. And so I was trying to work out my time so I could go at least see one or two musicals and I'm starting to run out of time. So I had to pick something. So I decided to pick the MJ the musical because I already seen Lion King before. So I figure i will see the MJ one. Plus I'm a big fan of MJ. I was kind of curious. I know how some people feel a ways about MJ, Michael Jackson. Um, one thing I'm learning, especially just being a, a person that usually we don't have the whole story and people could feel a ways about things and, you know, Everybody's kind of flawed, and I think if I honestly believed the stuff that was said about him, I think I wouldn't be able to listen to his music or still kind of hold him dear. Um, i tell you, one thing with being a father, if you think something's not quite right concerning certain kind of things, regardless of how much you like something, you cut that stuff off, and so I think since I'm not feeling a ways about him in that way, you know, I think that... Uh, That says something. It's not like I'm just delusional, but if I really felt that he he was in the wrong about some stuff, I think I really wouldn't fool with him, with his music or anything else. And since I don't, you know, I'm still a fan of his. I was very curious about this musical, you know, what was it gonna be about? What was it gonna dig into? Um, The direction of it, you know? The hardest part is like who would play Michael Jackson. You know, that would be the biggest thing, because nobody really looks like Michael and nobody really sounds like Michael. And even if the look wasn't there, the most important would be the sound uh, and being able to do those songs and how that would be incorporated. And so I didn't know what to think. It's interesting when you see things about people that you experienced or seen before or know very well, and if you're not on point, it stands out very loudly. So as I was watching the musical, it was interesting, so it starts off as, uh, I'll say it like this. I was kind of wondering where they would start. It's so much He has such a large history, and he's been around for so long as a kid and as an adult. I was kind of wondering where would they even begin with him, you know? And so this story kind of began with him preparing for a tour and him trying to work that out. And then also as a, um, a reporter or, you know, somebody doing a story on him and uh, and a camera guy. And so. It was very neat the way it kind of worked out stuff. So if he had an issue or a feeling he was kind of going through in the moment while preparing for this tour, it would be a flashback of a story or something he went through with his family or growing up and tied into his response that he was giving in current time. It might be something where he's trying to get it right. He's kind of hard on his his background singers and dancer and stuff and they might have a flashback of him you know going through that with his dad and his dad getting on him and his brothers about getting the moves right and how that being important and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was interesting how they kind of dealt with his family members and one thing I thought was really cool the way they did the flashback scenes with lighting with slowing everything down and so you would have these characters that would be somebody he's dealing with currently now and they would just switch and be a totally different character like a like his mom or maybe his brothers or, or maybe his dad and it was almost seamless it was almost surreal it's amazing the stuff that plays can do and pull off on a stage where it takes some real artistry to do it in a movie and it seemed like it'd be easier with that because you can actually reshoot something you can switch out characters so you have these actors who are playing two and three different characters you know and they're not always changing their costumes they're not always getting a chance to put on makeup and wigs and stuff and they just have to change their mannerisms and their and their sound of their voice and stuff and demeanor and be a whole another person and i think they did that brilliantly i also thought how when like the reporters asking him questions about certain things michael would respond with a song and how the songs would tie in. And with that, he kind of went through a stream of his hits and even songs that wasn't really hits of his, but was real popular songs, they worked it in. So I like how they didn't just hit all the, the main ones like you would expect, like like Thriller or, or Beat It or Billie Jean. They worked in, you know, like Stranger in Moscow and different songs like that and Too Bad and all those kind of songs. So I thought it was kind of neat how they incorporated or, like I said, I, I love the actress who played his mom and also one of his background singers, which was the same person. Um, she had some little kids running around because she said she could had to get a babysitter, but those kids turned out to be uh, Marlon and Michael when they are kids. So they do flashback scenes with their kids and they're going on the Ed Sullivan show and growing up and dealing with their dad and, and signing with Barry Gordy and how Barry Gordy picked them and all this other kind of stuff. It was so good. And that little kid who, Play Michael, he sounded just like Michael. And they also had Miles Frost. That kid is brilliant. I remember hearing about him and seeing some stuff about him and he did a brilliant job. I know he won like a Tony Award and the show got four Tony Awards. And this um, betrayal of Michael is brilliant, brilliant. In certain songs, you need that Michael sound. So with the flashbacks and the way they folded the story in and tied it in, you had Michael when he was a kid with the Jackson Five. You have Michael when he was just the Jacksons, when they wanted to do their own stuff, write their own songs, and leave Barry Gordy in Motown. And then you have when he went solo, doing his own thing. And then you had him in current times. And so the kid who played Michael was very strong, sounded just like Michael as a kid, which is damn near impossible it didn't make sense but that was really that kid singing and dancing his energy was great and then you had the michael when he was a teenager and a little bit older for doing like dancing machine and stuff like that to the triumph album to his solo stuff okay so that guy he had a good voice but to me he didn't embody michael you know he really stood out maybe because the other kid who played young michael sounded so good and the guy who played older michael sounded so good and on point that the fact that he was good but not great really kinda got me. It was harder for me to fold in into his portrayal and the story because he just didn't, it wasn't at the same level as the other versions of Michael. And it was weird because that's the version that I really grew up with, the Beat It and the, and the Triumph album and the you know Billie Jean and Thriller and all that. So it was interesting to see a guy that didn't really look like Michael and didn't really sound like Michael even though he had a nice falsetto and stuff, it still didn't sound like Michael. And so to hear that part that I was there for, and that's the part that had the person not quite being on point kind of threw me off. But um, after a while, you just kind of, you know, you take it because it's just a good play. It dealt with the controversies a little bit and his reasons why, and the stuff with getting burnt during the Pepsi commercial and then taking medicine and then kind of abusing medicine and just him just kind of going through all this stuff and him spending money and going through all this stuff because he really wanted to put on the best show he possibly could but it was costing him everything to do it the way he wanted to do it and just him you know being charismatic you know not taking no for an answer and people trying to circumvent him and go around and and try to you know kind of steer him in a certain kind of way and he's just just kind of not not having it. So it was interesting, kind of funny. And the guy's mannerisms was dead on, like Michael, and some of the words he would say and the way he would kind of be playful and joking around was really cool. But they did have some with the staging and stuff, like when they did Smooth Criminal, that staging looked brilliant. When he did Thriller, it was brilliant, you know. It was just the, I don't know, the lighting and the, and the decorations in the background and stuff and the singing, all those singers who sound so great. But it was beautiful, like I said. It was just him preparing for that concert and all the stuff he went through during that. And you, I didn't know that they would be touching on him as a child, and I didn't know they were going to touch on all the stuff they touched on, even like you know Ringling Brothers and the circus. He kind of talked about that, about how you know if it isn't isn't a spectacle, will people remember you? So it was almost kind of like kind of touching on the fact that. Yeah, some of that stuff he just kind of did for attention. And he, asked him, he even asked him about the oxygen tank. And it's like, you know, is it true you sleep in an oxygen tank? And he's like, yeah. And he started joking. and said, well, not really. He said, I did it because of my burns. So, you know, that that pressure chamber kind of helped with my burns. And he said, but then nobody wanted to talk about that, you know. So it was neat. It was neat. Very heartfelt. I will say it was kind of uncomfortable seeing the part where he had his dad kind of being abusive to them mixed feelings about that kind of stuff. Um a lot of us grew up with that kind of discipline. And to kind of see it out of context, it kind of looks wilder than it probably is. It's wild for it to happen, but then also, if you kind of think of the times, I think it would take some of, of the craziness off of it. And that um, it's shown as like just being cold, but it's, it's almost kind of like when you think you got in trouble a lot as a kid, and you never really thought about how your parents could just be tired. You know, they've been through a lot. And they just don't feel like dealing with a certain kind of thing. They just burn out, and they just don't want to hear questions all the time, and they don't want to have to repeat stuff to you all the time, and all that kind of stuff. Like you just say, like, oh, you know, I used to get in trouble, and my parent used to beat me, or my parent used to get me, or whatever. But you don't talk about the part where you didn't listen, or you lied, or you broke something. You never hear the rest of the story, so it's kind of out of context. So I kind of understood why they would add that in there, but I kind of didn't like the way... Like, you would have to know that that was a kind of a quote-unquote normal thing at the time for you to take it a certain kind of way. And then his dad talking about his skin and his nose and stuff like that. So it, I love how things were touched on without being so blatant like and almost show where it kind of came from versus just saying he had an issue with this or issue with that that kind of stuff because he never said anything about how he looked at his appearance and had a problem with it but you saw where his dad was giving a hard time about it or him being shy he didn't necessarily say he was shy but you would see when he was younger and all the brothers loved the fact that the girls were coming backstage trying to get at him he didn't never feel comfortable with it so I like how it was like a lot of showing and not telling which I thought was kind of cool like i said the music in the band sounded great the background singer sounded great the one that played his mom and her voice was brilliant brilliant you know um i think it touched on just about everything and it was it was fair it was fair you know it wasn't trying to destroy him or beat him up and it wasn't trying to make him like an angel but it was also kind of giving a little insight of his moves and i was kind of surprised you think like everybody hates him and and so I was kind of wondering like who would the audience be you know who would be up in there but I guess with over 200 bucks a ticket you know that kind of limits who would probably kind of pay that money or have that kind of money just to go see a show and so when it would be stuff about like the woman asking about his skin and and he was saying how yeah, it hurt him when people would say that he didn't want to be black and how he had male no lego and that he's proud to be a black man and things like that but um for as much going on with Michael and what went on with Michael and all the stuff throughout all the years, they did a great job of kind of compressing it down where you get like a good overall story where it touched on the main stuff and some stuff you probably didn't know. As well, sometimes they'll bust into a song, but the song will be one of his songs and it ties in to what was going on on the stage. When he needed money to fund his new tour and then, you know, his dad Wanted money, and then also his brothers needed money, and and so he kind of talked him into going on tour with them, even though he really didn't want to. And that tour ended up giving them the the Pepsi deal, and the, he was joking around saying, "I don't even drink Pepsi." And then that whole Pepsi commercial was the thing that contributed to him getting burned up. And then on top of that, taking the medication that he eventually got um, allegedly got hooked on. It was just interesting how it was layered. It was it was nicely done. I was kind of curious, like how would they pull off a Michael Jackson movie? You're making a movie about somebody you love, so you wanted to kind of see them in a certain kind of light. But then with so many things going on with them, good and bad, you kind of got to put it all in there in a way as well. In a way that it's kind of fair or it's not so blatantly skewed that it stands out to be not true like they did with the Elvis movie. That was a nice balancing act of skipping over or treading lightly on the controversial stuff and then leaning in on the stuff that people like, like the music and the fame and the excitement and the glitz and glamour and stuff like that. And so seeing this, this would be the direction I would probably go for a Michael Jackson movie as well. I thought I found a good balance, so um, I hope they go this route if they, when they eventually do do the Michael Jackson film. And even though I know they have... Um, I think it's Jermaine's son, Jafar Jackson, is going to be playing Michael in the new movie. Even though this kid's like blood related to Michael, I can't see him being better than, than this Miles kid, this Miles Frost kid, because he, nobody sounds like Michael. It was a trip because even the guy who played Michael in the middle years, he was trying to sing some of those songs, and you know, he sounded good. He was performing, I think it was the song was, um, Can You Feel It with the Jackson 5. Michael has a certain tone and pitch that he has for that song that you know you got that can you feel it song that's kind of kind of strong voice and then his high voice kind of cuts through it all like it's a certain way it gotta be done and that kid wasn't getting it it wasn't the same and it's just like that's not you know and i was just almost hoping like i hope the older version of michael that miles dude i was just hoping he would sing backgrounds or or fill in or do that part because I just really want to hear his more Michael-sounding voice on those songs because he really needed that to make him really, really pop. And I don't want to down the guy who played Michael in the middle years, but it was, to me, he really just stood out because it, it just didn't line up quite right. But he was very talented and very good, and I'm sure he. I'm sure it's hard to find people that could do Michael, you know. But for sure, the young version and the older version, for sure, they had that down. I'm so glad I saw this play. As much as I wanted to see Lion King again, and I still do, I'm glad I got a chance to see this, because at least this is something I did not see, and I could add it to another great play that I saw live, and um, I really enjoyed it. And if you're a fan of Michael, I think you would enjoy it too. If you're a fan of his music, I think he touches a lot of the music that he's done. And if you want to know like, kind of behind the scenes of what he was doing, trying to get together for the tour, it was just a great little history lesson when it started off as if it was just gonna be about him preparing for a tour, and the little stuff that kinda of go along with that while you're trying to prepare for a big tour. And um, yeah, it was a journey. It was a journey. I think it was a little over two hours, and I just, I really enjoyed it. It was just so much to take in. I'm sure I'm missing something, but I know that when I was sitting there, it was times when I was sad, you know? what he's going through and how he's dealing with it. There's times where I just couldn't help but smile because I was just thinking about how such a, a good soul he was and how much happiness he brings to everybody. I was kind of heartbroken that that he didn't feel comfortable in his own skin. I felt bad for the times where he, he wanted something from his dad and we, at least the way they tried to show it on there. I'm sure his dad loved him anyway, but I don't know. It's interesting, especially when it comes to kids. You can love them, but if you're not loving them the way that they need you to love them, it might not register as being loved to them. And then they're feeling like that person that's there for them does not love them. That's that's a hard feeling. So just a miscommunication, I'm sure that was in there. Or or somebody's idea of thinking what's best for you doesn't line up with what, you, what you're asking for. And nobody should feel that way, but I'm sure it happens often. And not even on purpose a lot of times. Um, relationships are so touchy. But um, I really enjoyed this play. I really would like to see it again. I think if you're a fan of Michael Jackson, like I said before, you'll love this. If you love his music, I think you'll love it. If you like dancing, if you like sets and stuff like that, I think that you would love it. I think you would love it. The energy on it is just so great. The funny stories and the origins of stuff and the perspective, and like I said, just the way that they would do the switch out. Like I said, they'll be in the middle of a conversation. The lights change the movements kind of change and all of a sudden he's in the past dealing with stuff. Or even when he's being scolded as a child, the older version of Michael would just kind of sit in there and walk in there as a moral support or to witness his own own history. That was powerful, you know? Like it was even a time where the younger version of Michael was singing, you know, I'll be there with his mom. And at a certain point, the older Michael took his place to sing with her. So like he's almost going through his own memories and he was just present in his memories, nicely done. Plays are amazing. It's kind of like you either go to them or you don't go to them. But I say if you never tried to play before, try a play. Even if you're not a play person, even if you're not exactly into them, I would say check one out. I, I think it'll change your perspective. I think once you do them, you can kind of get addicted to them. I used to go all the time. It's been a while since I went, but this kind of lit something in me just to see this one again and just remembering how those are experienced that it'll be like each performance because they're live. it's going to be a different thing. And that one, each time you see it, no matter how many times they do it a night or a week or a year, how many years they did it or whatever, each performance is special and different for you. No matter how close or consistent they may be, that is a one of one that you will always have with you. And the fact that you can't have it to, to watch again later or rewind it or pause it or revisit it the same exact way, you have to pay attention and cherish it for where it is. Cherish the moment, you know? I had to really watch and think while I was watching because it wasn't like I could pause it and rewind it or see it later. And, you know, I didn't even take notes, you know, because I really just wanted to take it. out. I was just like, man, I'm sure I missed stuff. I knew, I'm sure it's things I've seen. Then I was thinking like, well, man, I gotta speak about that. Or I gotta bring that up that I've just lost, but I, I have it. Who knows, it might pop up in my head later on after I stop recording. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, it's something about things that are fleeting, how it just makes you appreciate them more, the experience. And we got to do more things that are like that because they just, they really add to you. And it also makes you want to be more in the moment and find things that's going to make you be in the moment. And then you continue to appreciate and do more things that's going to add to you. But um, it was, it was really good. It was really good. So this was the MJ, the musical. I saw it at the Neil Simon Theater at uh, 250 West 52nd Street in New York. In New York. Hmm. This has been a really good trip. As much as I've done, I wish I had more time. Definitely, I can't wait to come back again. But yeah, maybe I was rambling, but I really wanted to speak on this. I know I normally do movies and TV shows, but this really was something. Really was something. Yeah. Alright, so this was Jay talking about the MJ the Musical now playing in New York at the Neil Simon Theater. Until next time. Peace.